Please enjoy part four of our chat with Neil. For full context, feel free to go back and listen to parts one through three. Well, our second new section of the year, a suggestion from our guest, Neil, which I'm excited for, and we're going to let Mikey kick off uh, a little end of year roundup. Hopefully you're listening to this a week from now in part two. And obviously this year has not been the best, but we each thought of a couple of things that we, you know, we're good about it. Who's yeah. kicking this off? All right. What did I like about 2020, huh? Good question. I like the movie Palm Springs. How about that? Great movie. Good flick. Talk about enough. Good flick. People do not talk about it enough. It was a good flick. I liked it a lot. Neil, have you seen it? I have seen it. I like it how we're all just gonna we're all just gonna name TV series or movies. Oh, that's that's all, the that's only thing anyone's been doing. And while family time has been nice, I think we've all had enough of it by now. And so it's literally just gonna be you saying Palm Springs, <laughs> me saying you know, me saying the last dance and, you know, Raptors, Celtics game, th that whole series and that, that inbounds game, pass. That inbounds pass. It's the best thing about this past year were things we watched on TV. That's, that's really. Okay. You know what I like about you guys? You guys care. You guys care for Ted Lasso, which I support. Fantastic. Fantastic oh show. Okay. But here's a question I have for both of you about it. I, I, th I, I love that show but I think it is the most well-timed release in media history, which is to say if that show came out in 2019, it would not have hit nearly as hard as it did. You're saying because it's like a very feel-good show, it re exactly. really Exactly. Like I was just reading this variety thing of like showrunners, their favorite shows, and like serious showrunners like Damon Lindelof, like Lost and whatever, Leftovers is like, seriously, Ted Lasso, my favorite thing. Like I needed it. Like I was so depressed, I needed it. So I think if it came out different time, like it's still good, but... It's possible, but don't you dare talk. That's that's a. I mean, Neil. That's that's a, that's a zero out of ten. Though. Do you it's disagree with like the notion? I no, really I, like I, so. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I just. But won't you give it a zero that. nonetheless. Zero nonetheless. You see what I'm dealing with? I gotta say exactly what he wants. <laughs> Pop, you uh, lost me at Steve. You lost me at Steve. Lost I I hear you, but. I think a show that is that charming and that is that much of an ensemble piece is going to rise to the top. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a, this is not an adjective I use very often. It's such a winning show. It's just like, yeah. it's a feel good escapist, bite-sized. Sudeikis is the star, but every other character is delightful. Just a great, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. Not, there's not one character who's like, uh, very like there's no annoying character really that's Which, true you know, that most shows have yeah that's something I did do a bit really where like. i just i just left an open peanut butter downstairs and waited for my mom to see it <laughs> she liked it that's pretty good um uh, we'll say i will say i will wait just just a quick question we're officially on part two right yeah we better okay, so, so your pardon has expired just keep uh, that in mind shit. yeah oh, Ah. Wow, now he cursed. This is just, this is the after hours part. Things are coming sure. apart. It's been a long you year. Curse like a sailor. <laughs> I never you even was met nice Tandy. <laughs> Going back to uh, the television shows we like, 
what I, you know what I loved, which was really a throwback, and I'm not the first one to say this, but I really felt it, the return to appointment television, tuning in every Sunday night to the last dance, getting on the horn with friends afterwards to do the proverbial water cooler talk. It gave you a sense of community and shared experience that you don't get when people rip through a series in one, in one weekend and someone else is doing it slowly. Like it was so enjoyable. I couldn't agree more. I think that watching a TV show like that is so much better than binging it. I always say that. Wait, so what, do you, how, what are your thoughts on my thoughts? Because, I mean, I feel like I'm getting a, a... 10 out of 10. That's full 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. I can't believe I'm doing I'm sorry, it. Poppy. I'm sorry. That is bullshit, okay? I'm sorry. Rubbing salt in the wound. I get another pardon in the new year, right? I, um, always, I always say that. I really do. I think binge watching has ruined television to a degree. I completely agree. And I got so mad this morning. So I'm listening to the Entourage podcast because I'm a high-class guy. <laughs> and Doug Ellen, the creator, who you should definitely have on the show is complaining that the undoing didn't all come out at once. Meanwhile, I don't know what he knows about business or business execs. The Undoing's the first HBO show to ever gain viewership with each episode. And like that, like you said, I had a text group about The Undoing with some old business school friends and that's like, it kept us in touch. And it was amazing. If they had, so dumped, the undoing, if they had dumped The Undoing at once, people would bitch about the ending and people wouldn't watch it because of that. I think, I think, I don't know if it was him, but I, I remember somebody at Netflix saying, like, I, I, I kind of feel like Ted Sarando said it, but it doesn't make sense that he would say it, um, that they say that binging makes it easier to watch bad television because you watch one, you're like, ah, that was fine. And then, you, and then the next one just plays. So then you watch it and then you're already invested after two episodes, even if the show is not that good. Like, you're just going to finish it anyway. So I think it just, it makes people watch worst television and i i very much agree with that as well yeah. do you guys have that if you watch three episodes of something and it hasn't picked up are you do you feel like you need to finish it or are you like there's too much good stuff to watch i'm out it depends on the length of the show if it's a full hour long i might not finish it but if it's a if it's a 30 minute show i probably will finish it so very related to that if i can bring up not a more serious topic, but a little turn. And, you know, I don't think we have a time limit thanks to our partners at Zoom. I said partners. Um, so I, have either of you seen I May Destroy You? No. I, I thought that was one of the best shows I've seen. I, meant, well, in, I need to watch that. I know. I as long that. as I can remember. That is a true work of art, capital A, in my opinion. Okay. Certainly the popular opinion. So glad you're a sheep. No, I'm kidding. Um, I watched the first four this week, and I think there are 12. But it, three of the main characters have had like horrible sexual abuses happen to them already. And it's been a tough year as maybe I've mentioned on this show a couple of dozen times. I just, it's not what I wanted or needed right now. And I don't know, I, I stopped watching that. So to answer your question about stopping. Well, it sounds like you watched it this week, so. But like I, I'm, I just started what we do in the shadows instead to like course correct in a major way. So it's not enough. So what, what I'm hearing here is it's not enough that this girl was sexually abused. You also didn't like her show. <laughs> That's obvious. So that just adds insult to injury. But no, way. And I mean, Luch, do we have thoughts on on, on Phil's thoughts? <laughs> I mean, listen. Can we go I negative? Can we give I negative haven't, numbers? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen the show, so I can't. 
I can't speak to that part, but downplaying when do you have to speak to any zero out of ten? You just give a reflective zero. Yeah, you just give an instantaneous zero. Since when do you have to be able to? Did he to just pretend there? I don't. I just wanted to keep up. the theme of the original. Okay, here's my actual question for you guys. Uh, take no, taking a step back. How do you approach like a, a show or a movie that you know is not going to be like traditionally enjoyable, but is like meant to be very very good, like is not going to make you happy? Oh, it's very easy. By the way, you just go to the bottom of Netflix. You click that thing. You click one point five speed, and then bam, you're off to the races. <laughs> well, this is art, so it's on HBO Max, but. No, but what does that mean? Because if you're not going to enjoy it in any way, you're not going to watch it. It doesn't mean, but I had heard about I May Destroy You. Oh, it's very difficult to watch. I didn't find it difficult to watch at all. I thought, sure, something horrible happened, but you're watching this artist reconstruct it into a story that was really well told with great visuals, great music, characters that I cared about. And if somebody were to say to me, it's not the time for me to watch it. I totally get that. But I do think if you watched it in a different context, a context that weren't 2020 pandemic, you might have a different take on it. That's okay. the opposite of the Ted Lasso effect. Just to clear my name, I, I agree with everything you just said, Neil. And I think I was like getting on board with the show because it starts with something bad happening to the main character. Then two side characters also have terrible experiences. And I think just like there being such separate horrible things was like a bit much for me. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. Mikey, are we, it's 2021. It's a new year. Are we willing to, are we going to toss we're this kid apart? We're zero, but we'll abstain. All right. I know this isn't a political podcast, but are we, are we pulling a Jeff Sessions? We're going to recuse ourselves from yeah. this potential pardon? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's what we're going to do. I, I, I agree um, with Think that's a good way can we give i'm not saying we need to give a good five minutes to this but we should give it at least a decent two minutes how do we feel about dave because i thought that was one of the most hilarious shows this i week. really like dave pop pop is going to come in with that negative not negative i just so the aforementioned james is like a dave stan like he would give it a 10 out of 10 and i think i'm at an 8 out of 10 which is really really good so i've just always been in that position of like i don't think it's elite but it's not dave is very good i'm usually pretty have you guys ever, yeah have you guys ever seen a movie where you go in knowing nothing about it and it's hilarious and it's made that much more funny by the fact that you knew very little about it like haven't even seen a trailer or whatever that's oh, the best thing possible yeah it's 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 the biggest gift you can do to yourself is to is to go to a movie that's really like you don't even hear anything about it from critics you just walk into it like I even did that for I a, a drama. I had back to back with that. Yeah. I had Van Wilder and Sorority Girls, both of which I thought were very funny. I don't know if they hold up, but at the time I thought they were hilarious. And Dave kind of had that aspect for me. Someone said, watch Dave. I don't even, I didn't watch a trailer before. I knew nothing about it other than that it's Lil Dicky. I watched it and I was like, this is great. Interesting. Yeah. I have a very strong opinion that HBO and FX are on well hbo is like up here fx is like kind of right under it FX, and then there's just like fx brings it and then like everything else is like 50 50 really yeah, and then there's netflix which is like we we have nothing to watch but we'll offer you 1.25 speed and mikey's like i'll take it <laughs> it's then pretty much 
you're going to want to fast forward through this and we'll allow you to. And you're just like, I'm in. <laughs> Um, my only other thought on 2020, since we were asked to prepare Mikey, um, besides Ted Lasso was, I, I really enjoy just getting to try things. I think there's something very rewarding about it. Not that I stuck with, stuck with too many of them, but I picked up the old, uh, axe again, played some acoustic guitar. That was fun. Uh, I started doing the crossword puzzle for like two or three months. I finished a Thursday by myself in 15 minutes. That's a pretty proud moment. That's obscene. That is, yeah. I do the crossword puzzle. And that when I easy. say I do it, I attempt to do it. To, do, to complete a Thursday crossword in 15 minutes. I, I don't know. It was like, you know, like when Kyrie gets in the zone, I felt like I was <laughs> Kyrie. Am I right, Mikey, or am I right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, this podcast, I, not to get too meta, but uh, getting in touch with people, it's just not natural these days. And at least for me, that's been awesome. So there was no CWP before before the pandemic. So exactly. there's a silver lining. This is one of them. This is really weird, but it's just human nature. Two years from now, three years from now, people will bitch and moan and say, it was just it's better during the pandemic when, you know, fill in the blank, which is crazy. But people will miss parts of their experience the past nine months. Sounds ludicrous, but I just. Well, I think it's important to like try to be grateful for whatever that fill in the blank will be right now because there's not that much to be grateful for, but like, if you could maybe, I don't know, time discount it. If that thought's not at least an 8.5 out of 10, <laughs> I think this whole ranking system is me. I was going for a nine. That was Come profound. It was, it was profound. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. That's a cliche. Uh, Pop's thing was profound. <laughs> but my thing, but my thing is, but his thing that is profound is the cliche. I might so have to- Peanut butter out in the kitchen. I might <laughs> That's Ted Lasso City, baby. I might have to uh, pre-screen Phil's thoughts exclusively for Neil. I knew that. I knew that Mikey. I knew that Mikey had a Ted Lasso appreciation. I'm so glad it's it's host wide. It's not just. It's not well, a you know. If you don't like that show, like, yeah, something's up. Yeah, you know? for sure. I agree with that. It's not like not liking I may destroy you. Like that just says you have, you're an independent thinker. You know, maybe you don't agree with every top 10 list that listed a number one above Lasso. I'm just saying. I do think Apple TV Plus punches below its weight. I don't know anyone who really, what, where, what, what are your guys in terms of like it being on the map? Like I spend most of my time on HBO Max. Yeah, that's what, then, that's what I've been doing recently. Then Netflix, I'd say, then Amazon. Apple TV Plus, I don't even have. I have like a press login, but. Quantity wise, am you're I, certainly am I in the minority. Quantity no, they, wise, they don't have that much to be honest. Not that much, but quality wise, I have been, I'd say, very pleasantly surprised. I like uh -huh. the Bill Murray Rashida I didn't Jones. Watch that yet. I gotta see that. Solid. I really like the morning show to kick it off. I didn't watch I the other that. originals with Momoa, but Dickinson is delightful. Little America is terrific. And then Lasso is great. It is great. So maybe they do have good stuff. It's for some reason, it just ha it's not on my radar as much as the other services. Well, because like I haven't gone back since Lasso, so yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, you know, you mentioned that I may destroy you. This may not have been the year for it. Do you mm -hmm. guys think there's any connection between what you've been watching and the state of the world? Because early on, I was watching, I was watching Chef's Table, and I was mm -hmm. like, I think I'm missing going out to eat. And I'm missing travel and chef's table scratches that itch. 
And do you see any connections between what you're watching and what's happening in the world? Or are you just random? Yeah, real quick, Mikey, did we not end the section where Neil runs the podcast? I'm confused. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I'm watching a lot of comedies from like, well, I'm actually watching a lot of Adam Sandler comedies. Cause I've, I, I got takes on Adam Sandler. I think it's crazy that he gets hounded the way he does the movies that he makes right now are not that are, they're not bad at all. They're, they're like good and everybody, and they have like the worst rank ratings of all time. And it doesn't make any sense. And it's ridiculous. And I hate everybody who says that his movies are bad, but I've been watching Sandler's a lot of going movies. strong. His Netflix. Bad. So his Netflix period is. All the movies are, are like, I, I just rewatched the ridiculous six which is, I think, his first Netflix movie. It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just, I just rewatched it because I watched it when it came out. It's like the plot is very basic. Like it's, it's a comedy. So like the plot isn't crazy off and there are funny moments in it. Like that's all you're looking for. So I don't understand why people are so annoying about it. You're not going to get a bad word about Adam Sandler out of me. That guy is one of the legends yeah. of the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my list of shows I've watched this year, which, yes, I keep that list. And it's been 37 series. And yeah, these are all like pretty light. Um, I watched John Adams during the election, the old HBO miniseries. I've recommended it before if anyone listening hasn't seen it. You've recommended it on this very pod. Yep. Uh, just incredible. That's probably like the most serious show I watched. Thankfully, Bojack. Horseman ended before the pandemic. That might have been a hard one to watch during these times because it gets pretty bummery. Uh, Plot Against America. That's this most serious show I watched. And often I'd finish it and like not feel very well. And that's not something I needed right now. You know, I'm not saying that is one of the only shows I've watched. I know people say this about a lot of shows, but it just never resonates with me where people are like, oh, it gets better. And I'm always like, if I don't like it, a lot of times I'm like, no, I didn't enjoy it from the start through the finish. Plot Against America was well done, it was solid, but after like episode four, or I forgot exactly when, it just takes off and I thought it is worth the six episodes. So confession, I skipped episode two because I didn't like the pilot that much, but then jump back in and completely agree and I'm happy I did because it ended like uh, amazingly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out since it's been a terrible year to the worst show I watched this year now that I'm looking at this list. Uh, Avenue Five from the creator that of was surprising because Hugh Laurie is a legend and Armando Iannucci is legend genius in the loop and veep and one of three space stuff. comedies I watched on TV this year. Uh, Moonbase Eight was the best one, Space Force, which I didn't really like, was still better than Avenue Five. The thing about Avenue Five is that like the first two were, were like bad. Then I watched the third one and I said, okay, they're kind of they're kind of making a move here. And then they didn't. And like to be clear, I didn't like despise it, but right. like it's just so disappointing. Right. Well, so if you're if you're following Veep, good luck. I mean, the good bar luck. is unreachably yeah. high. And I but went he, to but but yeah. I really liked uh what's it called? I liked um The Death of the, Stalin. Yeah, Death of Stalin. I thought that was great. So I went to theaters it, to see his latest uh the David Copperfield with Dev Patel. And that's also, it's good, but like, I don't know, I'm worried he's kind of lost it. Mikey, when you say a movie was great, 
Does that mean you watched it at 1.0 speed or did you still <laughs> rip through it at 1.25? Again, I've only, I've only watched, I think, three movies on 1.25 speed. Because um, if Adam Sandler ever finds out yeah. that you're By putting way, his movies in the hurry up offense, two, two of the movies I watched happy. were Adam Sandler movies and one of them did not work. Like I gave up on it. Like for some reason, 50 First Dates doesn't register on a 1.25. It was very I weird. I feel like Adam Sandler movies would be fun on Netflix party because who really cares if you follow the plot? Right. So that's the whole thing is that his movies are comedies for the sake of comedy. And when you're laughing, they're good. It's weird that people are, are so <laughs> negative about it and I hate it. That is typically the barometer for comedies. When you're laughing, they're good. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. All right. Well, I hate to do this because Zoom let us go as long as we could, but my Windows uh, Surface laptop uh, is dying, which is amazing. And I left my uh, charger out in the uh, carriage house. So I think oh, we no, no, get... no. we're sitting here having a deep, soulful conversation. <laughs> but because you left your charger in the carriage house, we should all have to suffer. Also, how about this? Do what you also, do. how about this? Prove it. With what? Go run to the carriage house with your phone. Log in. There's snow on the ground. I took my boots off. Oh my off. God. You want me to put my oh boots my back God, off? By the way, I just hope I don't get the CWP guillotine. I'm a longtime <laughs> listener. Some of these poor guests have their episodes cut off at the drop of uh, the staple of the show. Mid comment, these guys just get mid story. It's just the CWP <laughs> guillotine. I'm hoping we stick the landing on this one. We need to go out smoothly. Well, last week it was Mikey who got cut off, which I enjoyed. But yes, uh, we will have a smooth sign off to make sure people go into the new year feeling chill. But uh, yeah, well, Neil, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for your time, your stories, your kind grades, most of all, Mikey. Something to consider. This has been a great show. Not going to lie. Yeah, it's been wonderful. How'd the Knicks do? Anyone know? The fact that it was that close after like a quarter and a half. Is... I know. I bet against them with the spread. I'm not feeling great about it. I'll tell you right now. Uh, the Knicks. Lost by more than eight. Uh, did lose by more than eight. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, man. What a great day. Great Festivus. All right. Speed round. Mikey, do you have your questions ready? Yes. All right, Neil, we're kicking it off. We've already mentioned a few, actually, but uh, we'd love to know your favorite 90s movie. Favorite 90s movie? Wow. Um, this is also cliche. Is Goodwill Hunting 90s movie? Is it that... sure is. I'll do that, but I will say the movies that really loom large in my childhood were the Austin Powers movies and um, American Pie. Those Those were like tectonic those were like, you know, historical events in my life. I feel like when those came out, everyone in the group was just like, yeah, game Whoa. changed. These are we're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, dream late night guest that are alive. Huh. Dream late night guest. Can it be somebody who's been on the show already? I mean, they're the people in late night who are just always absolutely hilarious. Like when Jamie Foxx comes on, it's so it's an abs been, workout well, usually. Like gonna write in the question, they need to be dead because I'd worried you say that. So let's go with someone who literally cannot be on the show because they're dead. someone who cannot be on the show. Someone dead on account of their deadness. This is someone who I have had the chance to meet, but I would love to. He's not around anymore, and that is Robin Williams because he's made me laugh 
a lot. So I'd love to get a chance to see him again. Yeah, that'd be a pretty cool one. Um, After the Goodwill hunting, dude, something's really friggin' lining up. Seriously. Uh, you're a pretty curious guy in general, so I'm curious. Uh, something you wish you knew more about or understood better? Finance. Yeah. Market but only so you could, but only so you could give better, like really good business advice to young execs. Because right. we've been thinking. Yeah, I mean, about- I, I listen to this podcast regularly. I'm just dim-witted, but I think for most people, you just skip to that question. Really, <laughs> no, I just think I wish I had a better grasp of, like, for example, just to use an example from this past year. Yeah. I wish I had the presence of mind to be like, we're entering a pandemic. Dump your money into Zoom, Amazon. Purell, you know, all this stuff that people, Peloton, and then retire and, you know, start making your case for more appearances on CWP. I would say yeah. economics. I wish I had more of a sense of economics. I wish Sound Guy Dan did too, because he put all our money in Delta and United. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, all right, last question of the year. Last question. Hey, Neil, what's your New Year's resolution? What is my New Year's resolution? Wow, that uh, a lot that friggin' siren should shut up, huh? Yeah, that would be great. Unfortunately, that's a resolution that will never come true. <laughs> so I'm gonna stick to. I want to read one book every two weeks, which might sound like a lot or might not sound like a lot, but I think that would be a good goal for me for 2020. I want to eat three meals a day. I'm terrible with that. I like eat a late breakfast, no lunch, have like an ice cream cone with sprinkles at 3.30, which makes no sense. And then it'll just throw me. So those are two sort of low hanging fruit. Um, other than that, getting out of this pandemic with myself and all the people I care about healthy and in a good spot, that would be, I think the best, the best resolution for, for 2021 for me. Yeah. If I may ask, how many books would you say you've read? You, how many books did you read last year? Good question. About one every two weeks. Oh, wow. what Pop very does fun. with what Pop does with the shows he watch, I keep a running list of the movie, the books that I read, just to like, at the end of the year of, be like, "Wow, you read nothing, or you are okay." You know. I kind of want to get a bonus question in. It's the worst. Get a bonus question read. in. The worst book you read this year. What's the worst? I don't know. You kind of flush the worst stuff. I mean, the book that I'm on now, I'm reading Howard Stern's book of interviews. Howard Stern comes again, which is great. And um, that was really good. And I don't know the worst book I've read. I mean, that's a real, you really want to go out of the podcast with a bang. So a good, I don't know, should really (laughs) propel people forward, motivated and inspired to conquer 2021. I don't know. Mikey, do you have any uh, resolutions? The show's not getting canceled, so don't even say it. I am actively making new friends. So we have future guests. How are you going to bars? It's a pandemic. Um, No, I don't. I've always I've always admired Mikey's ambition (laughs) it's his ability to set goals and keep them achievable so nothing I think bound to succeed you know it reminds me of the Tommy boy uh, VHS cover says if at first you don't succeed lower your standards amen pretty good by the way how about you pop what are yours 
Uh, Callahan Auto Parts, Mikey's rocking a shirt. Uh, my New Year's resolutions. Um, I don't really think I have any. I'll work on it. Oh my God. Neil, can you get, get a load of this guy? So we're ending on a, I don't know, a no, and a, I don't have any. Uh, well, listen, you got carte blanche. You've been pardoned. You're probably feeling great. No, not, not after, not, episode two, we, we. Oh, you know what? Neil, back to the question. I said it out loud and Sammy, another brother of mine, there are a lot of them, laughed at me. But if I say it on this podcast and theoretically 13 people hear it, maybe I'll stick to it. I am going vegetarian in 2021. That's my resolution, not to eat meat. I don't buy it. Why? Why? So for me, it's, uh, I'd say 90% the environment, 10% animal cruelty. But- I don't think I do nearly enough for the environment, and yeah, I don't... you were. You know, I remember. I remember you were raging at the injustice of the whole Michael Vick being suspended, and I thought, now here's a man who likes to see dogs torture other dogs, and so I figured that didn't factor much into it's it. A commentary but... on the justice system overall and how real. You know what? Um, no, but here's the thing, Bob. You eat three three items, three foodstuffs. It's true. Like... <laughs> I don't see it happening. What um, are well, those? When I, when I, I you like, I don't know, schnitzel, sushi, and pizza. Yeah, sushi slash tuna. But when I get back no, to so two out of those, you're good to go. <laughs> two out of two out right. of three ain't bad. When I get back to the city, I don't eat that much meat when I'm in the city. And I'm picking this because I'm just not a big food guy, as came up on episode 12, Nathan. So it's like, I think not such a hard contribution for me that'll make some difference. Yeah, but you're very lazy. So it's not going to happen. You know, it's great. You'll be in Israel. You'll, you'll go to one of those delicious places. You'll be like, I'll take a lafa, hummus, and uh, a beyond kebab. Sounds horrible. That sounds like a great future to me. Um, no, you know what? I, I, I applaud your um, individuality. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like torture. I mean, like, come on. Like, barbecue was like the best thing that happened to me this summer. Um, yeah. Why would you deprive yourself? But, you know, it sounds like you have some noble reasons. I wish you well. And I look forward to hearing, you know, in a podcast episode or two or three that it was a good run while it lasted. And, you know, the steak for dinner was fantastic. Just to make sure people don't think I'm a hero. It's literally exactly what you just said is why I'm doing it. Because, like, I don't relate to, like, the barbecue is, like, the best thing. So I'll do my thing that's, like, easier. You know? Colbert did veganism for, like, a couple months. So I can't. That's a hard no-go. I need fish. But um, yeah, I think I need fish is the sign-off I want for this year. Uh, Neil, thank you so much. Mikey, do you want to talk our, our show out? This was an honor, guys. Thank you. An honor. No, I don't. You don't have anything you want to say? No, because I know you're going to...